This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2015. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we, yo, have a friend over to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and we talk about it. What, Carrie, go! You, that devolved it. You sounded like a rapping granny on, like, <laughs> a TGIF promo. Yeah, and you also sound like a yes and knower because you did not follow through when I said Carrie Go. Oh, uh, I didn't know we were playing improv rules. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, we, uh, we just watched... <laughs> We just watched season two, episode 21, Dorothy's Prized Pupil, which aired on March 14th, 1987, and uh, was, of course, the episode that featured... uh, Mario Lopez! Yeah. America's biggest entertainment reporter. He's such a schmuck, but... Oh! I think he is. I mean, unless he wants to be on the podcast, great, but, like, you know, I also am kind of like, you're a joke. Okay. Well, okay. We'll get into our thoughts about about uh, Mario Lopez. But he has a great butt. Okay. Great oh, body. We've we've looked at photos yeah. of Mario Lopez on yeah. the podcast. I feel uh, like I think on Serena's podcast. Yeah, yeah we may have. Okay. Um, yeah. and we have uh, a special guest, uh, like we always do yeah. today, who I think has taken the the more greatest, notes than anybody else in the history of this podcast. I think is the only person who's really like I've felt intimidated by the amount of notes that you were taking and wondering if I was taking nearly enough. Uh, Beowulf Jones, how are you? Hey guys, Welcome. I'm well. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah. a big fan of the podcast. Oh, oh. Thank well, you. so on our if you guys go back to our live episode, um, the one our very first live episode, the one with Gabe Liebman. Uh, you were Coco. You I were, was. Yeah, you, you were, were the, the voice, voice of Coco, Coco off screen. And yeah. I uh, have a fun memory of you guys guiding me, helping me build the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or like, you like to make enchiladas rancheros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the direction I got from H. Allen Scott over the voice. Um, I believe I, I did an Andy Dick impression, and yeah. you were like, that's half of it, but just slow it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's like my, that's my Sean Penn moment. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. That's your, that's your milk moment. Yeah, we <laughs> did it together. Milk Oscar moment. That's so sweet. So, Beowulf, what is your connection with the Golden Girls? Um, my connection is I enjoyed it growing up mm-hmm. uh, when I was really small. And I never thought about how odd it was that I was equally invested in G.I. Joe, Transformers, and what four elderly women were doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, what's, I haven't watched it in, in quite a while, and um, 
I'm coming from the point of view where, except for very few things, I don't watch comedy. Uh, I'll watch stand-up, but I yeah. really am not interested in watching comedy. Yeah. So watching this, uh, it was so cool to me how, um, like, today, as far as I know, today's sitcoms are, like, just winking parodies of, like, this yeah. classic sitcom form. Yeah. And I, I like sped the classic form. Yeah, yeah sped-up yeah. parodies. Yeah. yeah. And this is, um, this episode is... It's very famous. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a... It's a memorable episode. Yeah, it's it ends. I mean, I get, it does end in like a funny on a funny note, but it's kind of a downer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, downer. It's a little bit of a downer. Yeah. Um, the episode opens with Sophia says the president's wife is in town, so I guess Nancy Reagan's in town. And her and her friends are gonna go wave at her. Yeah. And as you do. Mm-hmm. And and Sophia can't quite think of Nancy Reagan's name, and so she's asking Rose, who's the president's married to? And it's this whole running joke of like a back and forth of lots of like references of the '80s, just names and and shows and movies well, that and I didn't it, even no, try to no, follow. No, 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 I got to correct you on that. It isn't it isn't '80s. It's like classic Hollywood because it was playing on oh, Nancy right, you're Reagan right, they were being about, like, a Joe former like Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan were both former former actors mm-hmm. and from famous in the '40s and '50s, and so she was naming going through lists of like also equally famous actors in the 40s and 50s like Joan Crawford like I can't remember I think Joan like Crawford that. was the only name no, I there was there remembered. was Roderick Crawford there, there was, was like Roderick it was like Crawford. it was a play on all these old classic names well I don't know who Roderick Crawford is so I'm so sorry uh, what I liked about it like the the structure and the the rhythm of it was it almost was like Marx Brothers ish yeah and I guess I was probably too young at the time to appreciate just how on point the writing was yeah this mm-hmm. episode was written by Christopher Lloyd, but not that Christopher not Lloyd. Not that Christopher mm-hmm. Lloyd, mm-hmm. no. Another Christopher Another Lloyd. Another Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. It was a very good episode. Um, so then Blanche emerges in <laughs> this. I always love it when Blanche comes out in a great outfit. She always emerges from that hallway and then leans in the door with her, yeah. with her arms up, with her weight on one hip. Yeah. But she's wearing the most stunning red wrap dress. Oh, she looks good. Yeah, it was stunning. Yeah. Um, I've never looked at Blanche as like an actual sex object yeah. before. Uh, but um, she, well, I guess I still really don't. But in that moment, uh, you I did. was like, oh, she, she looked was good. Yeah, and she's getting ready to go on a date, and she's looking for some earrings that she had let Rose borrow, mm-hmm. and Rose seems to have lost them. Yeah, um, which sets up this uh, very on. classic sitcom storyline yeah. of making someone your uh, your uh, servant. Um, but but which how is that not Wiedenflügen? A Wiedenflügen. A, a yeah. vegan vegan flügen. Which I'm going to pronounce that a different way every yeah. time. That's okay. They, that's they that's do a too. Norwegian way? or Scandinavian? Scandinavian way of pronouncing a slave, basically. Mm. And how... And those are all... These are all made up, by the way. These all of these all terms are all yeah. made up. Yeah, but what, what's so... <laughs> like, it is a common trope within comedies, yes, that you do something wrong and someone becomes your servant. But to me, that just seems so unsettling and kind of like culturally insensitive. Well, yeah, it was. I I guess because Rose was the one who was so insistent that she needed to pay a price for this that it like Did they ever use the defanged. word slave? Well, they yes, they okay. well they did they did not use the word slave, but they did use a reference to slavery. Oh, okay. Blanche made the reference to uh, you know, whatever Rose goes off and does a thing and she's like things would have been much better if this would have 
that this something like this could have prevented that pesky civil war. Oh, <laughs> right, that's right. She that that wouldn't have made it in today. No, that would not no. have made it in today. It's a good joke, um, um, but it's yeah. Uh, it's yeah. That's like Golden Girls After Dark. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so then we go into the kitchen where Dorothy is tutoring Mario. A very young, what, like 12, 13? It's definitely pre-saved yeah. by the bell. Oh, yes. yeah, yes, pre-saved by the bell. The the Miss Bliss, the Good Morning Miss Bliss, was he on that? No. Well, no. Yeah, or he was wasn't. he? No, he, he wasn't. He but came he on later. But it was still even pre-Miss Bliss. It was definitely It, it still would have been pre-Miss Bliss yeah. as well, but... But it probably would have been close to but that what's, time. But what's kind of fun is that he's just as bad of an actor <laughs> on this as he was on Saved by the Bell and I, everything else he's done in his career. Oh, he... <laughs> you have got... I just find him to be such a fucking joke. Like, he... He's just... He's not good, A, at anything. And B, he, like, goes from Saved by the Bell playing himself to jumping into extra talking to celebrity like I just see it as such a sad like like please stop doing what you're doing Mario Lopez and and also too like I find him like that reality show he had with his wife and everything it just felt all and then he got divorced and then it was like a whole Seems like I don't remember that dude. show at all. I, I don't think there's anything about him, at least his image and uh, media, that's uh, genuine. Yes. Um, and I uh, I have no... Pr- I've never met the guy, so yeah. I don't know what he's like behind closed doors. I met doors. him once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, what happened? He smelled a good cologne, and he looked really he, makeup. I can see him yeah. smelling good. Um, I... Uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you about him being bad on Saved by the Bell. Yeah. He could be, but I just saw Saved by the Bell so young that I was just like, yeah, that's Slater. Yeah. But his line reads in this were terrible. Horrible. He, he is the worst... He's probably the worst child actor that's I wonder been on how many show. child actors who auditioned for that role saw this episode when it came out. It's <laughs> like... What the fuck? Like, this kid gets yeah. it? Just well, they the didn't have the dimples. dimples. Yeah. He, he was cast for the dimples. Because he, he looks good, which which explains all of Mario Lopez's career. He which explains does why have... <laughs> his face is very... Like, you can... There's a certain... Like, toward the end of the episode, there's a certain sadness in his eyes. He just has, like, a... He's able to have both a very vulnerable face when he wants to and a very cocky face when he mm. wants to in this episode... Which is, I think, great, except that it, the good acting doesn't come along with it. He's good in the face, but Which he doesn't. He's like, bad at line deliveries. Half the point. It's, of why it's you a testament <laughs> to B. Arthur that she actually made me feel like she had a huge connection yeah. to this kid. Yes. Oh, she oh, no. did the heavy lifting. And then what really made me hate Mario Lopez is when B. Arthur died. He was like all over the place talking about memories of B. Arthur. When you know. Good and well, she spent zero time with him hanging oh, out. Oh, like, I I, but I think he's they did still not allowed bond. to. <laughs> they did not have. They don't know. He is not allowed to go on fucking CNN being like, my three days with B. Arthur. You know, it's like him and B. Arthur did a week just building no. the character relationship. No, I, I, don't. I, I disagree. If the rest you. of the girls didn't know B. Arthur very well, I don't think Mario Lopez was supposed to be <laughs> the, the one, one that made it through. I don't yeah. know. I, I disagree with you on that, but that's okay. Um, Can I say one quick thing about Mario Lopez? Just because I, I, mm-hmm. I like. To be fair. This is going to be the part where we do talk about him, so yes. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I I am basically in line with everything H. Allen Scott is saying about <laughs> Lopez, but um, 
I hate sports except boxing. I love oh. boxing, and he did contribute uh, he funding to a wonderful documentary called Champs. Okay. Um, and so maybe if it wasn't for him, I'm it sure have he's a made. good person. I'm, I'm not, not sure of that. that. I mean, I'm not sure, I'm sure of that he has at redeeming all. values. He's probably a good father. Like, and Hitler I'm sure he gets a lot of people. <laughs> he had a cat. <laughs> oh, and a vegetarian. Yeah. 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 He gets a lot yeah. of people to shop at the Grove because that's where he not anymore. People. Okay, so. His first, I, one thing I think we can all agree on is that his line readings were terrible. Mm-hmm. His very first line in the episode is uh, after Rose and Blanche have their exchange about losing the earrings, Blanche walks into the kitchen and he goes, Hi, Blanche, you look pretty. <laughs> That's exactly the way he does it, guys. Well, you yeah. did it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, you gave him way too much. Yeah, credit so there. I, I felt a life His force line was more like, Hi, Blanche, you look pretty. You look pretty. I don't you look pretty. I don't think we can do it because no. he was genuinely terrible. Because being the three genuinely of us terrible, are better at acting. <laughs> yeah. than he is. We all have better instincts. And like, I don't know about you, but I don't think Carrie, you are the only probably actress in this room. You can say actor. Actor. Okay. I would. I think. Yeah. I think. Just like I get upset when people say comedian, and I'm like. You're a comedian. Comedian doesn't. It's like female yeah. comic. It's yeah, like no, you're a comedian. You're right. it's well, then you are the only actor in this room. It's fine. I mean, it's. I don't. I and Carrie, not. you are my favorite female comedian. Yeah. That's like a double negative, yeah. which I guess means you're yeah. saying I'm a comedian. So yeah, thank that's you, exactly Bale. what I was you're saying. You're my yeah. favorite person with a vagina. See, that's different. <laughs> you're mine too. Aww, <laughs> oh God, babe. I just witnessed friendship. That was me oh. clapping, by the way. No one else thought my joke was funny. Can, um. <laughs> Uh, my favorite... Oh, I'll, I'll wait till you get there. Um, so, Dorothy is tutoring Mario, as she mm-hmm. calls him. Mario, as everybody else calls him. <laughs> He's such oh. a bad actor, they couldn't even give him a name. No. Well, <laughs> I know, but, yeah. well... He couldn't remember his own name, so... Oh. He, like, yeah. Oh, I think oh. I got, Do you think he had that, that question of, like... But how Who do am I, I? But, Yeah, the whole, like... Am, am I being Mario Lopez in the scene right now, or am yeah. I being Mario, no last name, the character on the Golden Girls? And they were just like both. Just <laughs> let him have his own name. You, you got to keep it simple. So Dorothy is tutoring him in algebra and English, I think, and she's helped him write this paper that she's so proud of it. She wants him to read it to Blanche, and he's shy, so she's like, "I'll well, read he's it." Like, coy shy like he's playfully shy because he's not actually shy but as she read it reads it his like he's sitting back in the chair with like his legs open like super cocky (laughs) face yeah it's very bizarre and then he does that thing where she gets to the final line of and it's all about like you know being in america what it means and yeah the immigrant experience yes and she says in america you always felt like you were among friends and as she says that he's just staring off into space (laughs) like like masturbating like because he's and he's he's Mouthing the line, and as that's she Mario says Lopez. Do you, wait, done with him. do you guys think that that was a choice, or that no, it was a choice? He wasn't just doing that thing no. where he's reciting the lines like Catherine O'Hara does <laughs> yeah. in uh, the Waiting for was Guffman. Like, you know, we have a lot to cover today. Let's just everything move on. he did was instructed him five minutes before he did it. Yeah, and, be, oh. and B. Arthur probably was like, just, just, just look into the sky and <laughs> just repeat what I'm saying. To be fair, Blanche was kind of doing the same thing. Um, but that's she because she was feeling that essay. Yeah, uh, her patriotism was coming up. But that was the most absurd part of the episode for me. Yeah. Um, because my roommate Oscar, he coaches improv. I coach storytelling, and the idea of me coming across like him coaching improv and being like, "Oh, do you want to see what these kids can do?" I'd be like, yeah. "No." 
<laughs> and and yeah. he, he's not interested in any of the students I'm working with. Yeah. But Blanche was like, do I? I mean... That's true. Yeah, that that's is true. true. That's true. I hate Mario. <laughs> um, so, so uh, Mario leaves, and as he leaves... Um, uh, he says, adios, teach, and she goes, hasta mañana, which, just to remind everybody, he's an immig- he's not from yeah. this country. This is the, the <laughs> what is that, what is the teaching, what is the, the movie with Edward James almost from the 80s, Stand, Stand and Deliver? Stand and Deliver? Yeah, that, that's what this was. <laughs> that was, that, that was that moment. Well, I mean, was that the feeling at the time, that he was obviously an immigrant? Because I just assumed that he could have been Well, this episode this- does take place with, just to give it sort of historical relevance, the Reagan administration had just legalized so many Mexican, well, mainly Mexican-Americans, and Cuban-Americans, I suppose, um, that were in this country illegally. So, like, the similar thing that which just recently happened with Obama, this happened with Reagan, I think, in 86 or something. And uh, and so it was a huge... It was a, You know, it was 87. It was a huge moment for the country and an issue for the country that year. So, like, the storyline is incredibly relevant, and it just is unfortunate that Mario Lopez was cast as the catalyst for this relevance. <laughs> what is, so what do you think his situation was? Because it sounds like he lived with his uncle. Mm-hmm, so maybe yeah. his parents just sent him over? It was probably a Cuba connection, that he, okay. was, he was here illegally from Cuba, living with a family relative that was probably here legally. Yeah. And, uh, and because his parents weren't here, and because he had no papers, that he probably... And in the school system, you can still... In, to this day, you can enroll a child um, without having documents. That's what uh, I assume, because, yeah. uh, not to spoil what's coming up, no one yeah. was interested in his uncle. Yeah. He no, yeah, no, uncle. nobody was, and there were no mention of parents or anything. Yeah. Um, so, Dorothy is so, just, she's so impressed by his story that she says, and again, this is one of those vague things, like in the last episode, Rose was just taking a, some sort of movie-making class. <laughs> um, Ro- Dorothy's going to submit his story into the district contest. That's I mean, literally what she said. That's, we had the things like that. I, I mean, know. I did. I, well, there was a district oh, contest. Oh, yeah, my English like, teacher, uh, she got one of my essays published in the local newspaper. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing oh, that happens. Terrible. It's definitely it, not. Yeah. It definitely is not surprising. And, Beowulf, you made a funny uh, joke when. Um, which I'll let you tell. But uh, when Dorothy's talking about sort of how passionate Mario is about learning and everything, and she says, you know, he just, he gets this look in his eye when he listens to me, you know? (laughs) No, he didn't. There was nothing going on there. There was was literally, he was like, there was nothing, it was like if you saw, if you could see cobwebs in eyes, (laughs) that's what he was having. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so Rose, uh, now we, we sort of shift back to the other story. Rose comes in, and she's so sorry to Blanche she couldn't find the earrings. Yeah. Um, and Blanche gives her a guilt trip. She, yeah. it is so layered. I mean, she could have built a layer cake with this guilt trip. She goes, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's no big deal. I was just hoping I'd, you know, have them my, my whole life. You know, like, my mother had them her, her, her whole life. And, and my grandmother, my, my great-great-grandmother, who fashioned the earrings herself from the Civil War bullets that killed my great-granddaddy, like, just yeah. digging and digging and yeah. digging. Not to mention, uh, Rose also allegedly lost Julio Iglesias tickets. Yeah. I mean, if if I had tickets to see, I don't know, George Michael, and, and yeah. somebody lost those, I'd be fucking pissed. George, George Michael. <laughs> I, I, hey, I see George Michael every chance I get. <laughs> oh, the last time I saw him live in 2009, this was really quick. He was live in 2009? 
Yeah. Uh, of course. He's not that old. I don't want to hear any George Michael disrespect. No, just, That's I, a line you don't want to cross. George, no. I just find... <laughs> It's surprising that George Michael is doing shows, yes. Oh, and his voice is just as amazing. Uh, this is really quick, I don't want to derail this, but during the, the, the concert at one point, he got down on his knees. And couldn't get back up. No, he got back up. <laughs> but he said, I just want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart on my knees for being a George Michael fan, because I know I have not made it easy. Aw, that's oh, very that sweet. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah. Then did he sing one more try? That's what I did, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, but back um, to Golden Girls. Uh-huh. So Rose feels so incredibly bad that she offers to be Blanche's personal vegan flugen. Vegan flugen. <laughs> which uh, Blanche says, uh, can one woman do that for another? And Dorothy <laughs> says, "Only I think only if I, I think they can if they're the same height." Which I don't know. My mind went to so many different places, it's a funny and they exchange. were all very fun. Yeah. Um, Dor- and then Rose tells, I don't even want to get into it unless Beowulf, you want to get into it. Rose tells a whole story about Lars and the toboggan and didn't have a leg. I really want to ask the right now, actually, because, there, so just so you know, Beowulf, there are many Rose stories that happen, as you, I'm sure, are aware. Yeah, and, and they're all Carrie great. And I collectively, I mean, we, I, we, we're, we don't like them. We're, well, we, no. Not all of them. Not all of them. We get bored. It's, it's a pee break moment. It's a, you get lost in the story moment and you just first stop listening. It's one of those things. So what I want to ask the listeners is, do you agree that the Rose stories are a bit too much? And should we have the sort of like, we're going to pass this Rose story? Here's where I, here's where I stand with the Rose stories. Because I take copious amounts of notes and I like to try to stay as detailed as possible in recapping things, anytime Rose tells a story, I can't keep up. Yeah. With the names and the weird things, and you know, because she throws together, it's like they take something, and you know what I mean, like a, you know, like a, a, a toboggan slash, like a toboggan race slash, you know, sheep shearing contest. It's just like shit that you don't normally see in life, and so I can never write it all Maybe down. That's the point of the story is that literally it is a moment for your brain just to stop and let it go. I maybe it's because you've seen so many Rose stories that it just becomes too much. I was fascinated with the Rose stories. <laughs> I you know enjoy that our them. last listener also had similar. They're just hard yeah. for me our to include guest. in the recap. Because, like, I literally wrote Lars and the Toboggan Race and Uncle Ben. That's what I wrote for this story because I could not keep up and... And then there was a whole punchline at the end where they... It's similar to Blanche's <laughs> Men, that after a while, it's like, okay, we know... Actually, there is a, li- a listener who's doing... Phil Campbell, who's doing um, a project of detailing out all of Blanche's Men. That's Oh, amazing. like wow. a little black book of all of Blanche's That's fat. I'm that. a big list yeah. maker, so... Yes. So, you guys, in that. look forward, because we will be promoting the crap out of Yes, that. we absolutely yes. will. One thing I really liked about the uh, Vedan Flugen Frugen thing um, was... Vegan Flugen? Ve- thank you. Um, was it made me think of when they uh, were having the joke about, you know, what does that mean? It made me think of Seinfeld's The Contest episode where, like, whenever you watch Larry David or Seinfeld being interviewed, they're all patting themselves on the back like how do we get away with talking about masturbating oh. by not mentioning it yet here years before this they're just doing jokes about yeah. two women eating each other out yep. and they're like yeah. they did it by doing the same thing yeah yeah, yeah power it's true. suggestion yeah. yeah it's amazing um so then uh so then there's a, a really funny scene out on the lanai. Um, With Rose wearing probably my favorite Rose outfit ever. She's in, like, <laughs> short, short, denim, like, Forever 21-type shorts that go up 
are essentially almost panties. And and a, and a yellow sort of button-up tied at the waist. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very Gloria Stefan, late 80s. <laughs> what I liked is, like, and, and we were like, whoa, roses and shorts. I feel like we've never seen that. But also, <clears throat> Blanche had, was fanning herself and had, like, was holding an umbrella, you know, one of the, you yeah. know, like a sunny... A parasol? A par- oh, would you call that a, I guess? Well, I, I could be wrong. I thought parasols were the umbrellas for sun and umbrellas were the umbrellas for rain. Okay, then yes, then it was a parasol because it was yeah, for the sun. it was for the sun. But I like that they... Which I use on the beach. They, does, you does know, it, work? it does actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they were making a conscious effort. To, it's a small detail, but they're making a conscious effort to let us know, guys. It's really hot outside on this particular day in Miami, <laughs> yeah. and and they didn't. Nobody ever mentioned the heat. It wasn't part of the episode. I just thought that was a nice little thing. The details, her fanning well, it's herself. It's also kind of a nice you know? because there is sort of a visual cue that you go to in your brain when you think of someone being served, when you think of someone being a servant, that someone is working and they're in worker clothes and another person is fanning themselves longingly on it with, you know, basically just relaxed and taking everything they can to relax. So they're relaxing their face and protecting it. Then they should have taken it one step further and Rose should have been fanning her. Oh, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at that point, Blanche hadn't totally embraced the Regan Frogan. She was like no, half in it. She she had not yet embraced it, but uh, then there's this great moment where Sophia can't get up. She she's like reclining on a chair and her butt is stuck and she yeah. tries to get up and Blanche goes to help her and Rose is like, Oh no no no, Blanche, let me and so they're both sort of half lifting her up. Yeah. And and Sophia's arms are dangling and she's kind of like mid air and her body's still kind of on it. While they're arguing, she's kind of looking back and forth, and I was just like, This looks so weekend at Bernie's <laughs> because they're both like holding this like limp body up. Yes. The weekend um, at Bernie's writer was probably watching that episode and was like, yeah. Oh, I got it. I, I have I, I got, got it. Bernie's been on two idea. episodes, two different characters. Yeah, really? the guy, oh, wow, two Terry Kaiser yeah. yes, has been in two episodes. Um, but uh, but then Dorothy comes in and she mentions that Mario has won <laughs> first place. My boyfriend says Mario too. Um, he Italians. enjoys Super Mario Brothers. He enjoys Super Mario Brothers. It is. It's Italians. <laughs> um, she says Mario won first place in the contest, and she, you know she wants to throw him a party, a surprise party to celebrate. And uh, uh, the girls kind of talk about their experiences with surprise parties, where Blanche talks about always pretending to be surprised when George throws her one, yeah. but she got good at it because she had to, you know, she had to uh, act. She had to act. What was surprised. it? Surprised. Surprised three days a week yeah. or something when they first got married. Yeah. I forget. I don't know. Or maybe Wait, my she favorite, just, my she, favorite. Oh no, she's been good at faking it. I can yeah. fake it. I faked it every three three days a week. My yeah. favorite bit of the surprise stories is Roses, where she tells a story about a surprise party, and I, I forget the details of it because again, it's a rose story. It was her but. grandmother's one <laughs> hundredth birthday. One hundredth birthday, and <laughs> everyone yells surprise, and then she just drops dead. <laughs> Which, that's, like, yeah. That could happen. If you're go- I mean, what a way to go out, though. I mean... <laughs> that's a horrible way to go it's out. It's a terrible way to go out, I guess. Cause it, then you, it easily could have been averted. Yes. It yes. definitely ruins the party. <laughs> that's more terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, Blanche does finally fully embrace being the vegan flugen by saying, like, oh, Dorothy, like, don't, you know, don't don't trouble yourself with the surprise party. I love to throw surprise parties. Let me do it. I'll handle everything. And then she walks away, and she says, uh, Rose, plan the party. Yeah. So Blanche is finally yes. embracing it. And so that takes us to the actual party? 
Um, it takes us to right before the party when starts. They're setting, up. they're setting up for the party. Oh, and they outdid themselves. Oh. There, there was banners yeah. and balloons. I'm sorry, there was banner. Banner. <laughs> there was yes. banner. There was a banner. banner. It just said congratulations. Well, we didn't see what was in the kitchen. There could oh, have been more. Right. We did not see what was in the kitchen, but... No, you're probably correct. I also. thought they were going to invite people to That's the party. That's what I thought, too. I expected well, his classmates to be there. What is this kid supposed to it do It probably was just sort of like them? a... It's just a surprise. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was weird, but, um... Uh... In, in Mario Mario, he didn't think it was weird. Yeah, <laughs> so, He did not think it was weird. But well, be- before he gets there, Dorothy comes in about, um, wait, what? She, um, there's an article in the paper about Mario winning the contest. Yes, 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 yes. And so she's all excited about it, and mm-hmm. she wants to wait until Mario Mario gets there to tell him about this moment mm-hmm. of fame, you know, and then Mario Mario arrives. Before he arrives, there's a wonderful, <laughs> there's a thing that I did not understand. The women are searching through the, the paper for the, the, the announcement that he's won this contest, and Dorothy's picture is in the paper, <laughs> and they're all talking about how bad she looks. Why would her face, why would she be in it? As her t- as tutor. I guess, but, but did they have somebody from the new, but here's the thing. Like, no, they would have had his face in it. It's not like they went out and took a photo of the two of them together because Mario doesn't even know that he's won it. In what, in what <laughs> no, instance would no, you see? No, no, They probably You're, just y'all going down crazy town. You're session. going down crazy town. What happened was she submitted this picture, in the, or she submitted the essay. In yeah. the submitting of the essay, you have to submit a picture of the person, most likely. Or in the winning of the contest, which the story in the article, the story in the paper is not the essay that he wrote, it's that he won this essay. So, yes. in winning the contest, they probably took a picture of him. He didn't know that he won the contest, though. But they took a picture. She could have submitted a picture beforehand a yearbook of them. photo? Have done, but then like, why was her photo in the paper, <laughs> no, too? No See, sense. this is the kind of thing that I'm like, Carrie, you gotta, like, let some things go and just enjoy the moment. I'm enjoying <laughs> I, it, but I, I have questions. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy the moment, yeah. but I, I like, you know... Because uh, like they, what didn't make sense to me was that uh, Dorothy had heard from a colleague, presumably, yeah. that there was an article in the paper, but she didn't know the content. Like there were no follow up questions. Like yeah. there's an article about you in the paper. Oh, thank you. That's all the information <laughs> I need. Well, thank you. I'll be going to get that newspaper now. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, I no, I disagree. I'm just like guys. It's it, it's an article in the paper. It moves the story along, and it's not distracting. Because if they did go into detail about all those things, this would be an hour and a half. I know, but <laughs> here's the thing, though: we're allowed to have these questions, and yes. you, we all understand why they did it. It's yeah. just a funny thing to like poke holes in logistics of the story. We That's kid all. because we care. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. So that I get. But. But before Mario, because <laughs> if you kid too much, then you just sound fucking crazy. Before Mario comes in, this is something that they do on sitcoms all the time. Mm. Every show has done it, where uh, they're waiting for Mario and they're like, "Ooh, I think I hear him in the kitchen." And then Sophia walks in, and they all go, "Surprise!" And then she almost has a heart attack, and they're like, "Oh man, we thought you were Mario." And then as they're talking to Sophia about how she just, almost you know, died. almost whatever, yeah. Mario walks in, and they go, "Oh no, the surprise is ruined." Um, but when Mario walks in, he lit- like he's just walked into their house. Mm-hmm. Fine, they're comfortable. He lets himself fine. in. Yeah. He lets himself in. In the back. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He literally he walks through the swinging door from the kitchen. 
and walks right toward the women and, like, stands on his mark and goes, hey, everybody, what's going on? It's, like, a really, it's just so bad. I'm not going to say I hate Mario again. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so, so bad. So they, they basically tell him, hey, you won this contest. Um, and then Blanche says, like, oh, and I heard there's a girl in your class named Barbara Thomas who's proud of you. And I just have to wonder how fucking old is Barb- Barbara <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> how does that get back to Blanche? Well, I guess Dorothy could have told her. Yeah. But, I mean, I, no, with a name like Barbara Thomas, I just <laughs> assume that Mario's girlfriend is, like, 45. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Simple thing. Um, then there's a well-timed knock at the door. Yes. <laughs> and it's a man from the immigration service. Who is yes. totally plugged into the high school SAC. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> on yes. it. They have to meet a quota. <laughs> yeah, it was I the w- end of the I month was, meeting it. I was also, I mean, yeah, I, who knows. Yeah, maybe his, like, somebody read the essay, but he was like, uh, Read an essay about how great it is to be in America. I'll be the judge of that. Who is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they do have, like, uh, like I know at least when we got our dog Virgil, and Virgil was rescued in a neighborhood that has a large Hispanic population, and they often, in Hispanic neighborhoods, Virgil can't bark. He's been debarked so that they can't be, they can't, draw attention, so if the dog can't draw attention, then police won't be called, which means if they aren't here legally, they can't be caught. And it's a thing, it's a thing of you avoid detection, yeah. you avoid these things. So, Mario... You know what, then get a cat. Mario, Mario, a dog. It's a thing, so it's, it's horrible, but it happens. Probably just remove and, its vocal cords. Yeah, and you snip. And, oh, uh, and But Mario slash Mario didn't know he was in the paper, and clearly that is a problem when you have a student now that is an immigrant. So Dorothy Someone was... Someone probably looked. So she Dorothy was well-intentioned, yes. but she kind of fucked him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, the responsibility... Well, the article in the paper is not her fault. The contest, he probably would not have been shipped back just because of the contest. You're right. He got shipped back because someone wrote an article about it. You're right. Yeah. But the guy, he comes to the door and he's basically like, we believe Mario's in this country illegally. Mario, I'm afraid you'll have to come with me. And then the music is like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. It's serious. Like, very dramatic... Tense Can you imagine? Yeah, but I liked, uh, and when I say I liked, I mean I didn't like uh, Mario's facial expression because it it seems like he couldn't decide whether he wanted to be devastated or if he wanted to fight the guy. So he tried to like mix the two, but both sides lost. I didn't notice that part. That well, it's subjective. Oh I yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't. I think I was writing down what the guy was saying. So they cut to commercial. They come mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And Dorothy is just beside herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is so upset that Mario's going to get sent back, Mario. But Rose is like, have trust in the justice system, <laughs> which I think, as we all know, works every time. Yeah, no. Um, and it's completely fair. Um, and then Blanche told a story. Is that what happened next? Yes. Which uh, she talks about her, the end result of her story was she said it was ambiguous, leaving the viewer to uh, draw their own conclusions. And I kind of felt that was the writer's way of uh, maybe inadvertently being like, uh, yeah, we know that this... Well, I don't want to spoil it, but... Oh, no, no, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you're right. She... Uh, she she talks about how she witnessed a horse theft on her plantation, and her daddy hopped in a stallion, chased him down, 
and you know, I, and then Blanche had to take the stand, and yeah. I was the star witness. And Rose says, Very "You must have been, you must have been terrified." <laughs> and Blanche said, "I was. I had no idea what to wear." So, <laughs> and then she couldn't tell, like, should she wear her hanging outfit or her cotillion outfit? Like, Blanche really knows what's important in the situation. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Dorothy says, "Like, what's the point of that story?" To which Blanche says, "What you're saying is basically like, what's the, the, the writers or yeah, yeah." Because I much like, like how Dorothy was well intentioned by putting the article in the paper. Yeah, this episode was well intentioned, but it feels it feels wrong. It feels forced. Yeah, there 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 could have been an easier way around him getting deported than I, the direction uh, they went. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But okay. Yeah. yeah. So then, the so they get a phone call. Phone call. And yeah. it's it's the not authorities. It's, it's Mario's uncle. Mario's uncle mm-hmm. looking for Mario, and uh, you know the only place that they think the call is Dorothy because. They're so close, and Dorothy thinks she knows where he is. Which did we discuss that aspect of his essay? How what? Oh, I don't think we did. We didn't set it up at the beginning. What in his essay about how he would like to go to the movies? Yeah, that in like yeah. laughing with everybody. That's yes. what made him feel. Yeah. What, what was it they said? Something about America means being surrounded by friends. Yeah. Except the ones who aren't deported. Yes. Except yes. for except for a couple of them. Yeah. Yes. And so they all go to the, all the women go to the movies. And apparently, there's only one movie theater in Miami. There's only one in Miami, <laughs> and they go to it, and it is a Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Yes. They they walk in, and Rose goes. Um, what kind of movie is this, Dorothy? And then we hear a voice from the movie yell, rip his throat out! And then without skipping a beat, Dorothy goes, it's a musical. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. As much as I love this podcast of you dissecting the Golden Girls, I'm equally interested in a podcast of the Golden Girls dissecting Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Oh, that would be great. Can we talk about the Schwarzenegger movie for a second? Which one? Well, that's my question. Uh, well, what movie was it? Because they indicated with the loincloth, it was Conan the Barbarian, but I swear I heard gunshots. No, in there. they're just be, they, they. It's not. I don't think it's supposed to be any particular movie. It's yeah. just like it, it's just an action movie that hap- that Arnold Schwarzenegger happens to be starring in. Yeah, and you know, it's what he's known for. So that's it. They just yeah. Made it that I don't movie. think it's, it's supposed an Arnold to be a particular type movie. movie. Yes. Yeah. That well, yeah, that he happens to be in. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's funny that Barbarian have gunshots in <laughs> according to this episode of the Golden Girls. I do like, though, how they were able to uh, tie in, you know, she, they go to the movies because that's where she thinks she can find Mario, but that they do tie this Arnold aspect in where Dorothy finds mm-hmm. Mario sitting in front by himself and she sits down and Beowulf, this is where you're saying, she, Dorothy is, B. Arthur is acting the shit out of the scene yeah. to really make up for the fact that she's that carrying like both read. their performances on her shoulders. Yeah. Um, but she, Which she can do easily. Yeah, she, yeah. You know, yeah. she explained sort of like the American dream where Arnold Schwarzenegger came over here, he became an American citizen, he married a Kennedy, you know, he got a movie career, um, and, you know, just trying to, you know, just trying to let him know that... Things can be different. Things can't, yeah, things yeah. can be different in that th- this may this may go his way, you know, be- because, like, look what Arnold did. Yeah. Um, and then she, yeah, she calls back his story where she says... I read a story once that said, in America, you always feel like you're amongst friends. <laughs> oh, what a callback. But yeah. then Blanche doesn't, they all leave, and Blanche doesn't want to leave because she can't stop staring at Arnold's body, which Biceps, I thought was pretty yeah. funny. Which, I mean, yeah, that, that's a typical Blanche moment. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so they're all at home, yeah. and they're, they're worried. They're worried about what's going to happen with mm-hmm. Mario because they don't know yet. But they, we do know that Dorothy, that Dorothy did go and speak 
uh, to the judge for twenty and minutes for 20, fo- 20, twenty full minutes, full minutes. which mm-hmm. is probably the only time she could get with him, basically yeah. just to say why Mario should be allowed to stay. Exactly, and I'm willing, to, even though that happened in off-screenville, I'm willing to bet that she made a very compelling argument. Oh, I'm oh I sure. bet it was a gorgeous speech, and I'm sure she wore sort of like a tan top. With, like, a long, long skirt. And, and this is a sitcom from the 80s, so, like, the morally righteous speech should have swayed the judge. Wouldn't this, it have been great if they did, like, a crossover episode, and so <laughs> Dorothy wound up on L.A. Law or something? La La. La La, yeah. La La. Or Miami Vice, even. Oh, oh that would have been great. That and been Dorothy amazing. and Mario are like, I played for his gays! And he has to... Oh. That would have been amazing if it was like, want to find out what happens to Mario? <laughs> Tune into L.A. Law next week and they just show a clip and you're like, oh shit, that would have been amazing. If only someone had told the Golden Girls about the success of the Marvel shared universe. Oh yeah, <laughs> it would have been great. That would have been amazing. Well, they kind of did they that They did though. shared universes, yeah, but they, they didn't work out so well. With empty nests and nurses and like, they did a lot of weird crossovers. Nurses? I don't know yeah. about mm-hmm. that show. That's a great show, I'll tell you about it later. I'm guessing it's about nurses. Yeah. 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 So, yes. um, <laughs> to get back to Blanche and Rose's story. A man drops by. Yes. Drops Sam by the house. And he has earrings that someone left. And a watch. Car and a watch as well. That Blanche left Blamed. in his Exactly. Seat. And so Rose calls Blanche out and says, look at these. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you found my earrings. You found my watch. Blah. And she's yeah. like, no, I've been doing all this shit for you. And for what? For nothing. Yeah. That's what Rose says. Exactly. I thought it was funny, or maybe not funny, maybe dubious is the better word, yeah. that uh, Rose sent Sam Burns away mm-hmm. uh, instead of being, like, using him to confront Blanche and being like, see what he has to say? Yeah. I mean, I guess Rose is honest. I but did, like, well, but then we would have missed Blanche's response to Rose when she says, oh, uh, Sam, whatever, brought over hearing the thing, and she's like... She, she, oh, I don't mind if you sleep with him. Yeah, or if you sleep yeah. With him. She implies that Rose left them in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just or between yeah. the. I thought it was a love seat, wasn't love it? Love seat or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so so okay so so and Blanche's response to Rose's being angry is like, oh, who cares? Sort of like doesn't really like it doesn't affect her too much because yeah. there's a bigger issue that happens. Yes, next. but I think she also tells Dorothy like, uh, I, I, you know, I'll just work a little bit of my southern charm and it'll it'll be okay. Yeah, and then she leaves. So, um, knock on the door, it's Mario. He previously invited himself in, now he knocks Now he knocks, Mm -hmm. because, um, yeah. Because he doesn't belong there. Because he doesn't belong. (laughs) Um, Illegal. But I thought, he does this thing where he goes, I have bad news. I thought it was a fake out. Me too! Yeah! Because she was like, oh, that look on your face tells me whatever, and he's like, they're sending me back. And then I thought he was going to go, just kidding, I get to stay. And I've seen this show so many times. Mario Lopez doesn't have that ability, that emotion to go to that range. So he had to. But he also delivers his sad lines. Yeah, could have carried it. He also delivers his sad lines with a little bit of a smirk. I will say the scene between, in the movie theater between them was good. He did a good job there. But it's it's because Dorothy was the only one talking. Sure, he did a good job just nodding and staring ahead. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, but he's serious, and Dorothy tells him, like, look, there, you know, we'll get you back, we'll find a way, and he's like, you know, I have to leave tomorrow, and then he says, say goodbye to Rose and Blanche for me. Not Sophia. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about Sophia. Nope. Um, wait, has Sophia even been in this episode? Yeah, yeah she, she uh, they couldn't lift her up from the chair. Right. There was the exchange with the Broderick Crawfords married oh, to... Oh, but that was yeah. it. After and she went to the movies, too, I think, right? No, she no, didn't. No, she didn't go to the no. movies. Okay. Probably too late for her. Yeah, yes, yeah, probably too late. Um, 
So, Dorothy, there's a really sweet moment where Dorothy hugs him, and then she oh, closes the door. It was very, very sweet. It was a very sweet moment. But then uh, she's like, we're going to get you back. But then yeah. you, as Spoiler you confirm, alert. there's no follow-up. Yeah, no. <laughs> he never no. comes back. Well, I guess he does, but in a different capacity. To um, the bell. He so, snuck back in the country and went yeah. under the name A.C. Slater. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been a great... That like, would have been great. Yeah. And then Dorothy, show, the girls show up at Saved by the Bell. They just, like, they go to the max one day, and Dorothy be? and A.C. Slater see each other, and they just sort of do that nod. Yeah. Oh they God, acknowledge yes. each other. That would be the best. So uh, Dorothy goes into the kitchen, and... Blanche the, is in mid, like, mid-sentence. Yes. She goes, so you see, sweetheart, I was doing it for your own good. I was doing you a favor. Yeah. Which is funny. Which is, I mean, Blanche is just trying to get out of really apologizing. Yeah. Yeah. She does a lot. And Dorothy... She, like, writes people checks instead of apologizing. (laughs) Oh, damn. I could use a Blanche check. I know. Dorothy then... uh, comes in and has a really sweet moment where she's like, I could use a group hug. Dorothy's just, not the victim here. But it's so, but it's, it's, but you need that because you feel bad. Like, because we're not going to get that emotion from the actor, Mario Lopez. Yeah. And you need that. You need that. I it's just good. felt it was so horribly misguided yeah. that Dorothy was like uh, portraying herself as the victim of all this. It's, I don't know how socially conscious you want to get, but. Uh, well, I do feel no, but you do feel bad. Like, if, if she's got... Because she cared about him so much, and then he's going. Like, do you I don't think she's going I don't think she's... I don't think she needs to apologize, A. And White privilege. B. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't think she needs to apologize, because, you know, he participated in it as well. Like, he participated in the contest. And, yeah, she put him in the contest, but she... she Dorothy didn't know the newspaper was going to happen. There's no... Yeah. You can't know those things. And on top of it... She's sad that he's gone. She's not taking, like, the place of, oh, I'm more important. Because he's not... If he was there, she wouldn't be doing that. But she's she's at least partly responsible. I mean, she's not... It's not her idea to send him out of the country. She doesn't want that to happen. But I think she needs to own that she's the one who set this chain of events into motion. I, you know what? I, don't. I think that I even don't. if she knows that she... that Because I agree, it isn't actually her fault. But I feel like she would still apologize... Even if he were to say, like, oh, no, it's not your fault. Of course it's not your fault. Just because she happened to do something that, like, unintentionally led to him being deported. So even though, you know what I mean? Like, I still feel like she would have said it. I still feel like she would have felt bad. She probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But but it also sets up, so her feeling bad sets us up for a really nice end moment where Mm -hmm. Rose says, you go into your room, you get into bed, we'll bring the TV into you, we'll cook you this run we'll, you a like, bath run get you a bath tea. everything everything and so Dorothy leaves she it's thanks no bother, Rose yeah. she, Dorothy leaves what do you think she watched and, on the TV oh probably like Night Court okay yeah. Wheel of Fortune and, uh, and so she leaves and then Rose turns around and says you heard her yeah you heard her Blanche get cracking <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and it's a cute and Blanche just accepts it yeah. and starts doing it which I, is cute yeah, yeah. Well, I mean it's sitcom in real yeah. life if you did that to Blanche be like fuck you yeah. but, like, I like that storyline better than I'm the raising Mario the storyline <laughs> yeah. yeah although I mentioned this while we were watching uh, one thing that really struck me about Blanche is that uh, she's simultaneously incredibly selfish yeah. selfish sorry and very 
very sweet and good natured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That's character. what makes such a good character. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you stuff you already know because yeah. you've watched every episode of The Golden House. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> I'm sure this isn't the first time it's occurred to you. And that's the episode. Yeah. Is, it was a know, good one. I liked it. Was it. A good one. It's it was a good one. It's one of the more famous episodes. I'm pleased. Yeah. I, I feel privileged yeah. that I was allowed to be a part of so it. So at the end of every um, podcast, we do a golden takeaway. It's a nugget of inspiration or sort of, you know, something, a truth for your life or like a moment of inspiration you can share to our listeners that you take from the episode. Mm-hmm. We'll start so you have an example. Um, my golden takeaway is to continue hating Mario Lopez <laughs> and avoiding all Mario Lopez um, things that appear on my newsfeed or my television or anything, really. And I encourage everyone else to as well. Uh, well... Can can you give me an exception for America's Best Dance Crew? Sure. It, it's the dancing, sure. it's not him. Yes, okay. that's just fine. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> um, my golden takeaway is if you are going to make someone your vegan vegan, <laughs> uh, really make sure that they actually did do something wrong yes. and that it wasn't, in fact, you that did something wrong because then you might become their vegan vegan. But I think that... If that should happen, I actually think that you should be able to double the amount of time that one has to vegan flugan for the other person. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I can go yeah. along with that. Yeah. So that's my takeaway. What's your takeaway? My golden takeaway is never do anything nice or encourage talent in a youngster because mm-hmm. it might get them deported. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> I think that's something that I think is a really valuable piece of advice. It is. It is. It is very valuable. <laughs> you can apply it to all walks of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It comes up frequently. I have an essay that I'm working on right now for Vice about, a, which I purposely waited until we heard about his immigration status in order to work on this essay um, because it is about, it's exactly about that. It's about his immigration and his visa, we're trying to get his visa to stay in the United States, but instead of going back to China, it was denied. So, you know, look forward to that Wait, essay. who are you writing A about? friend of mine, for Vice. Okay, yeah. because yeah, I was you thinking said China, too. I was like, you're writing an essay about Mario Lopez? <laughs> no. I should write an, a hate essay about Mario Lopez, though. <laughs> you are, I mean, this is venomous. You I hate Mario Lopez. Hate yeah. so... But then, how can you say, I hate Mario Lopez, unless you want to come on the podcast? Because I'll let anyone on the podcast that... But, like, why would Mario Lopez want to come on the podcast if all you're doing, if you're if you're just, if you're being so hateful because toward he's, him? Because he's, he's probably like, oh, I need to, because I'm so good looking, how can anyone hate me? Oh, my God, I gotta change this man's, he's probably gonna love me if we meet each other and we go to his house and I sit on his couch, but guess what? I will, because I'm a gentleman, I will, <laughs> let, I will let him into my home and he will sit there and then when he leaves, I will be like, that fucking piece of human trash. I'm trying to think if I have as much bile and venom for another human being as you do for Mario Lopez. I mean, it's not so much. I, I have no real sort of like, I have no, it doesn't bother me. I just find him to be Because it not sounds important. like you do. I just find him to be not important. He's a non-thing to me. Oh, actually, no, I do know who I feel that way about. Who? Well, I'm not going to say in a podcast, it's politics, it'd be bad politics, but there is someone. Okay, good. Good. I'll just say it. Um, well, thank you so much thank for you. doing this. Where can people follow you on the interwebs? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, the at sign. Yes. Uh, I am Beowulf Jones. Great. Um, and also, I host the Risk LA storytelling show, typically the last Thursday of every month at uh, Nerdist Showroom at Meltdown Comics. Uh, it's also a podcast. Check it out. Yeah, it's both great. Carrie and I have done it, and it's a great, yeah. it's a great show. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm H. Allen Scott. You can follow me on H. Allen Scott at everything. And I'm CarrieDoherty.com or SquidEatSquid on Twitter, Squidzy on Instagram. And you guys can... Uh, Follow the podcast at com, and don't forget to go to outonthelanai.com slash discuss, D-I-S-Q-U-S, as soon as you guys listen to this episode to leave your questions and comments for today's episode, which is titled Dorothy's Prized Pupil. Um, and if you want to give us some love and support the podcast, you can always go to outonthelanai.com slash donate to help us cover the costs of hosting the podcast, microphones, live shows, so many things that we do. All the money will go towards supporting the li- supporting the podcast. So we encourage you guys to do that. Yes, and you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening. And what else? Stay golden. <laughs> <laughs>